wisdom is sweet to your soul and far more precious than rubies. We are citizens of God's kingdom currently living in man's world. We are ambassadors to Babylon. Welcome to episode 7, Practical Tips for Living Wisely. I'm your host, Jason Small. This episode is meant to be much more lighter than a few of my more recent ones. Candidly, my mind and my soul and my brain just needed a break from some deeper topics. With that being said, the Bible also speaks repeatedly about the benefits of wisdom, how we should pursue knowledge. Proverbs 8.11 says, For wisdom is far more valuable than rubies. Nothing you desire can't compare with it. Although much lighter, far less theological, philosophical, all those big words, this should be an episode that should help you implement some wise tips that I, for myself and others, I've actually solicited from my social media families. Don't get me wrong, tips from humans pale in comparison to the wisdom, instruction, and knowledge we can gain from studying our Bibles. Always start with your Bible. However, people can still give some good info. So we're going to share some of that today again light and practical today i sense that if you implement the small nuggets of wisdom we share during this episode you'll probably have a more purposeful and a less anxiety ridden life the goal of this is to share some things that you can hear now and implement very quickly like tomorrow like i said i gauged my facebook network with this i asked if they had some nuggets of wisdom i shared the four that I'm going to share with you here shortly with them. <laughs> clearly, some folks understood the assignment, what I was getting at. It was also very clear others did not. I've got some great perspectives I'm going to share, but I also got a lot of the catchy uh, slogan types, motivational speaker type things. I'm not sharing those. Those aren't particularly helpful for me. Uh, I want you to gather some things you can hear now and implement tomorrow. I did get some good ones that are very true and very practical, but they were more long-term and not necessarily applicable to everybody, so I left those out as well. You're listening to this and you thought you gave me some awesome stuff. You might have. You also might have given me some of that catchy slogan stuff that I'm not interested in. Guess you'll never know unless you ask me. Keep in mind, light, fun, and very helpful. Here we go. I ended up with 12 total nuggets of wisdom I'm going to share. The first four from me, the final eight from others. Here we go. My first four. Number one, fill up your gas tank when it gets to half a gallon. I'm sure we've all been there at some point. We're cruising down the road and we're playing chicken with our uh, gas light or our miles to empty gauge on our car. Don't do that. This is really easy. Once your gas gauge gets to half a gallon, put some gas in it. My main reasons for doing this are I don't drive around stressed out about that stinking little gas light. If I have an emergency situation and I have to get somewhere quickly, I don't have to worry about where my gas is. I can simply load up the kids in the car, get them to the hospital, or whatever it is. Another thing, in the world we're living in right now, gas prices are fluctuating quite a bit from day to day. If there is a weird temporary spike, I don't know, a hurricane hits the Gulf and gas spikes, I don't know. A large foreign country invades another foreign country. I don't know. You know, crazy things like that. You can weather a spike in gas a little longer if you don't allow your car to get really low on gas. And kind of a stretch of a reason, but still a reason nonetheless. You spread out your spending 
instead of doing it in one significant lump sum. You know, you put a little bit of gas in your car every single week. No big uh, chunks of cash come out of your bank account. So I am going to try on some of these to share a Bible verse that would be applicable. So for this one, it is a bit of a stretch. So I don't need any other folks getting at me like, that's not what that verse means. You know, I know that, but check it out. Proverbs 27, 12. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. There you go. Put some gas in your car, half a gallon. Number two, wake up early. Go to bed early. Wake up early, go to bed early. Said it another way, go to bed early, wake up early. My former life, I was very much a night owl. Not anymore. Nope. Mm -mm. I'm recording this at 5.30 a.m. on a Saturday morning. I've been up since about 4.15. Morning person now. The combination of being military and kids forced me to be a morning person. It is rare if I wake up after 5 a.m. because I utilize my mornings to get some Bible time in, working out, and even, believe it or not, spending some time with my wife in the mornings. Mornings is where it's at. I love my mornings now. It allows you to be more productive during your day. You know, don't get me wrong. Every once in a while, you need to sleep in. Up late with a sick kid, hanging out with some friends out on the patio, working late. Of course, there are absolute legit reasons that you might need to stay up late and sleep in a little. Of course. I'm not saying this is a blanket forever statement. This is a general statement. Uh, If you wake up as late as you can in the morning to just barely accomplish the minimum before you leave for the day, you're missing out on some awesome time of growth, getting your mind right, prepping for your day, reading, working out, coffee, whatever. Proverbs 20, 13. If you love sleep, you will end in poverty. Keep your eyes open. There will be plenty to eat. I also had a note written in my Bible about this verse. It said, sleep is a gift. The loving of sleep is dangerous. Getting in the bed after a productive day, getting that rest. When that rest is up, time to get up and move on with your day. It is not meant to be over abused. Number three, I'm going to rant a little on this one, so please forgive me. Do not consume the news. Turn off your TVs, turn off your Fox News, turn off your MSNBC, CNN, I don't know what else there is. Turn off your news. Nothing good comes from those of us, or from those of you, I don't. From those of you that constantly consume news. Mainstream media has become one sensationalized headline after another to attract viewers and consequently add money. Off-stream media sources are clickbait factories fueled by ideologues trying to generate a catchy meme. I have people around me that immerse themselves in news and conspiracy theories. I have yet to discover any benefit for them from it. None. All it does is it cranks up the anxiety factory and shares events with you that you have zero control over. Some may argue, but hey, at least I'm informed. Cool. So what? I am fairly ignorant to the news right now, and it is on purpose. I don't need to see how many people were killed in my home city last night. I don't need to see what stupid thing Joe Biden did. I don't need to see what unloving statement Donald Trump issued. If you are someone that chooses to consume all of the news you can, all the conspiracy theories, all of the YouTube videos, I have a question. How are you better equipped to love Jesus and others with that information? You're not. The news media, both the mainstream and off-stream, is purposely driving an us-versus-them message. With that all being said, I would highly encourage you to avoid the news, but I know people do want to be informed, and I do understand and value in getting informed on some things. So I'm going to share with you, when I do consume news, where I go for it. I have found, I don't know how I found it, I found an amazing email newsletter 
and a podcast that is published Monday mornings, Wednesday mornings, and Fridays mornings. It is called The Pour Over. They give the news, unbiased, without an angle. Then they share a biblical truth to keep in mind in the context of the news they just shared. For example, when in the current stock market crashing, they may share that the stock market has gone down, and then they will share the Bible verse about we shouldn't put our trust into money. It's five-minute listen on a podcast. I'm a slow reader, and I don't have time to read more than I already do. So I don't read the newsletter. I listen to the podcast. Five minutes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's it. I think that is significant or um, sufficient. Wrong word. Sufficient for what we need to know for the news. If you need more than that, I would challenge you why you need that. Colossians 3, 2. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. There you go. Get out of the news. Number four. Move your body. Not complicated here. Just move. It can be a super intense CrossFit, super fit, whatever workout, whatever that called. Or I'm sorry, that uh, uh, those people who do CrossFit do. It could be lifting weights or a nice casual walk with your dog and your family. Obviously, super healthy reasons to move your body. I am more so talking about the mental health, getting outside, going to the gym, walking, lifting some, whatever it is. It is just good for your body to move it. My favorite time to walk is right before dawn so you start your walk when it's dark and as you're wrapping up the sun is just starting to break over the horizon peaceful in my neighborhood you can hear birds chirping this time of year in the fall it's nice and cool and crisp early morning walks right before dawn perfect there you go all right now i'm going to dig into some of the helpful nuggets of wisdom other folks have shared with me first one for my beautiful wife plan for the next day the night before i can tell you as a family of six Four kids under nine planning for the next day, the night before. It's critical in our house. We get the kids' lunches ready, book bags ready, review calendars, and we can go to bed with a plan for our next day. We even discuss if the baby wakes up in the middle of the night, who is getting up and who has the priority to work out in the morning. It significantly reduces the chaos and stress and anxiety during busy mornings when you already have a plan. Guess what? Most mornings don't go exactly to the plan we discussed. But we can quickly adjust because we know what we want to head to. Tons of scripture that express the value of planning ahead. I'm going to share from Proverbs 18.9. A lazy person is as bad as someone who destroys things. And oftentimes not planning is a symptom of being lazy. Help reduce your stress. Help your spouse. Help your kids. Plan as much as you can the night before. And do as much as you can the night before. Next one. This is from Facebook friend Jess. Drink half your body weight in water, in filtered water. I never used to be a water drinker. I would drink energy drinks, sodas, didn't really care for water much. Whitney, my wife, has made me start drinking more water, and it has made a huge difference in my life. Water is magic. When you drink enough of it, it gives you energy, it cleanses toxins out of your body, keeps your bowels moving, so many other things. I know it makes your skin healthier, all the things. Interestingly, there's a... Maybe there's a reason that Jesus is so often compared to life-giving water. Lots of times, living water and Jesus, they're comparable. So our bodies need water to survive. Our souls need Jesus to survive. Here's an example from John 4:14. 4, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Jesus is the water for our souls. Water is for our physical. Drink your water. Give it a try. From my friend Chip. 
we actually played high school football together, so it was fun to see so, something from him. Count your first five blessings before your first worry. This is a great way to keep your mindset in a proper place in a gratitude perspective and content. According to an article in the Harvard Mental Health Letter, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, deal with adversity, and build strong relations. Colossians 3.15 says, And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Great piece of wisdom here for my friendship. Keep your gratefulness. If you need to, use a journal. From my friend Angie, number eight. Always assume the best intentions with within relationships until proven otherwise. I think this is some great sage advice. Think about all the interactions you've had this past week, especially with those closest to you, spouse, friends, co-workers, kids. Have you become frustrated with something only later to realize you made a bad assumption and the truth of that conversation with something else chances are that anyone that you interact with especially anyone you have built a relationship with isn't purposefully trying to hurt you or screw you over or be mean or whatever it is chances are the people around you that you have relationships with actually do genuinely care about you but they happen to be a flawed and imperfect human like all of us. Back to Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. It says, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Assuming positive intent and giving people the benefit of the doubt, I believe, reflects that Bible verse extremely well. It's a lot. Life is a lot simpler if you stop viewing everyone through a lens of doubt and cynicism and assume positive intent. From a high school friend, my friend Ryan C. This is really good. I'm not sure if he meant to be deep uh, theological in this one, but it actually kind of is. Think about all the crazy th thoughts you've ever had, right? Crazy thoughts you know are wrong. Now, if you're being logical, if you've had thoughts that you realize are crazy, doesn't it make sense that there are other things that you, that you think are somewhat crazy or wrong? Ryan's point, don't believe everything you think for point number nine. Don't believe everything you think. For those of you who need to be right about everything, go ahead and soak this one in. And in case you were wondering, none of us are right about everything. Jeremiah 17.9 says, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? Our hearts deceive us. They trick us. So we may believe and think one thing, but the truth is often something else. You cannot trust your heart and your perspective all the time. Embrace having your ideas challenged, your perspectives questioned. That is how you can grow. If you get hyper-defensive anytime someone questions an idea, thought, perspective, or belief, why do you do that? Why do you feel a need to get defensive? What's your belief rooted in? On to number 10, make your bed daily. This is from one of my best friends growing up's moms. She's awesome. Shout out to Mama Khan. Make your bed daily. Start your day with a task completed. If you have a crappy day, and you don't get anything else done, at least at the end of the day, you can crawl back into your bed, your beautifully made bed, worn down, exhausted, defeated. At least you're getting into a made bed. I always hated getting into a bed with sheets that were cattywampus and tangled and not made up, not smoothed out, no good. Don't like that. Just imagine your bed being getting into bed neatly made every night. This was a concept spoken more articulate than most 
I've ever caught it by Admiral William McRaven at a 2014 commencement at the University of Texas. Um, I Forgive me, I try to avoid giving any kudos to anything from the state of Texas as much as I can. If you know folks from Texas, you'll know the reason why I say that. But this was just too good not to uh, give Admiral Admiral McRaven kudos. He later wrote a book that expounded on this uh, speech he gave. I would encourage you both to watch the speech and listen to uh, Listen to the speech and read the book. They're fantastic. He, uh, Admiral Craven, has a pretty wild story. He's done some cool stuff. So he's a lot of fun to listen to. I would encourage you to do it. So start the day making your bed task completed. It helps start the pattern of the day to get things done. Make your bed. Number 10. Number 11. Uh, from Amber S. I believe she's a friend of a friend on social media. So I don't actually know Amber S. But this was a great one to share. Your value, number 11, your worth is not determined or defined by your productivity. Man, that is so good. Your value as a person is defined by how your creator defines you. Your value is determined by how your creator values you. Nothing else. This is how God of the universe, the the creator of you, describes you. From Psalm 139, I'm going to read verses 13, 14, and then 16, 17. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your worksmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. It doesn't matter how anyone in this world views you, especially especially anyone who grades your productivity. Yes, they can fire fire you. They can make your job more challenging. But your job and your productivity doesn't define you as a person. How Jesus views you, defines you, and determines your worth. You have to ask yourself, how much did God think I was worth? Well, he sent his only son to die on a cross for you. If you were the only person ever to live, he would have sent Jesus to die for you. That's how much God values you and I. The next time you are feeling devalued because you aren't measuring up in the workplace, remember that doesn't define you as a human being. The value of your life, of you as a person, was defined thousands of years ago with Jesus hanging on the cross. And the value of your life cost Jesus his life. And number 12, much lighter this one, from my friend from college, Ricardo. I've actually tried this. Number 12, rice does not fix water damage electronics. It's true, I've tried it, it doesn't work. I don't know how that rumor started, but I wanted to end on a lighter number 12 there. So don't put your uh, waterlogged phones into rice. All right, our weekly call to action. Which one of these nuggets of wisdom should you implement this week? Which one can you immediately adopt to help you in your day-to-day life? Social media on Twitter, AMBS underscore to Babylon, the abbreviation for ambassadors underscore to Babylon. On Facebook, simply search ambassadors to Babylon and you'll find me. If you want to connect via email, the email for this is ambassadors to Babylon at gmail.com. Again, ambassadors to Babylon at gmail.com thanks for listening to episode seven hope you gleaned some nuggets of wisdom and now go and show your neighbors the love of christ